Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. It's great to be back. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. All right, so uh, the Steelers so far played eight quarters of football. My opinion, six of the quarters offensively have been no better than okay. Is that a fair assessment? Um, I, I think that's a pretty positive assessment. <laughs> I, I wouldn't. Uh, I don't know how far into that I would go, but certainly I think that the bar of acceptability is dropping quite a bit for the team. Uh, what, what's going to be deemed as a, a successful quarter, um, probably a little bit higher for for other teams than what it is for Pittsburgh right now, but. Yeah, I think more accurately, six of the eight have been bad. Um, They have not played consistently well on offense, to put it lightly. And I I think a a damning statistic is the fact that um, next week, if if this happens again against Cincinnati, if they have the same type of offensive performance, they will have allowed the opposing offense to be on the field for an entire game longer than than what the Steelers' offense has. And it's simply because they don't possess the ball. They're not turning it over, but they're not moving chains. They're not, once again, running for anything. And it takes, it seems, a Herculean effort on three downs just to get 10 yards. Um, There there are a lot of problems top to bottom that, that, you know, really we saw uh, in week one against Buffalo. It was just drowned out by the fact that they got a big upset win. I don't think the situation was really better or worse. Uh, against Las Vegas. I think it was largely the, the same type of performance and the same kinds of frustrations that um, are, are quickly becoming the tag for this team moving forward with the season. They've got a lot that they need to fix, and I don't think that they have the ability to really fix a lot of it uh, where they are currently. You know, I, I don't know what else they can do except you know just get better internally, and I, I don't know how they're going to do that. The offensive line did not get Ben Roethlisberger much time to do anything. Look, th- everybody knew going into the season this was going to be, all right, circle those five guys. If they develop and can come together, then you've got something cooking. If it takes them longer to do that, then you're going to have some problems. What kind of problems are they having right now up front? It seems to me, and that this is the, the overly simplified version of it, but it seems to me they're just getting whipped. I mean, they're, they're, they're not competing up front nearly as well as they're going to need uh, to, to do to provide a, a semblance of protection. But what I mean by that is it's not a communication thing. It's not as if teams are running exotic blitzes right. at them yeah. and, and they can't pick up this guy or that guy. They're just getting beat. And that's not good because the other one you can adjust to. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. It's not as if time is going to fix this more. I don't know what else they can do. They they have to get better internally, and I'm not sure how they're going to do that. Right. Um, it, at some point in the NFL, you, you don't see teams consistently just get beat on throughout 16 games, 17 games in the season. Uh, they'll they'll put a better performance together, but top to bottom, the offensive line is exactly what everybody outside of Pittsburgh thought that it was going to be. And it, it's unfortunate for Steelers fans. They're seeing what everyone expected it to be. It's, it's, it may or may not help the fact that you have um, the, the rookie Dan Moore over at left tackle where Chuck's a core for was, was preparing to play all off season. He had to go back to right tackle due to the, the injury of Zach Banner. It, it, that's that's little hope though, as far as uh, recovering overall. But Moore doesn't look very good. Uh, the other rookie, Kendrick Green, doesn't look very good. 
Trey Turner, when he finishes a game, isn't looking particularly good. Um, I, I, we're seeing some flashes here and there from Dotson. I don't think a core four has been as, as bad as many are making him out to be, but he hasn't been good. So individually, um, they're not getting any help. That's forcing them to keep their tight end in a lot more. Um, it's not allowing them a whole lot of ability to, to set up anything of, of timing down the field. Um, ben, a couple plays that I saw, I clocked at probably snap to impact two and a half seconds, and Ben somehow got rid of the ball right. before taking a, a, a big shot from a defender. And there's really nobody else there. It was breakdown of, of one player uh, on that particular snap. And Roethlisberger is getting rid of the ball probably for a two, three-yard gain, and he's taking a hit square to the jaw from, from a free rusher. Um, there are multiple of those happening every game. That's a problem. You're, you're, no quarterback is going to survive for all that, all that long of a time. If, if it, he has to get rid of the ball just to protect the team and not protect himself after two and a half seconds. He's also being pressured at an astronomically high rate. Um, most of the time, he, he's facing incoming fire pretty close to after he gets the ball. They're not able to set up anything in the passing game. And as we've seen, they still can't run the ball for anything. So right. um, they're, they're in trouble. I mean, it's, that, there's, no, uh, there's no way to simplify that. This team, in, in my estimation, looks exactly as it did the last five games of last year, yeah. which I kind of thought was going to be the case this year. Again, I think they're a good team. The problem is they're going to get into a lot of these 50-50 games where it comes down to matchups and so forth. And look, they to be honest with you, you watch the game. They didn't match up with the Raiders. They don't match up with them at I'm gonna say you're looking at what you gotta you gotta win. There's twenty two matchups out there in the whole thing. I'd say the the Steelers didn't match up well with the Raiders probably in fourteen of the twenty two. I'd say it's pretty close to that, to be honest. Um, I mean, it's just, it's just all, it's about won. matchups. I mean it's and that's I mean, what can you exploit? The Raiders were able to exploit certain matchups offensively, which worked to them, and the Steelers could not exploit really much of anything the Raiders could do. I mean, it's, it's not like the Steelers don't have talent. Johnson's talented. Harris is talented. Fryermuth is talented. But you, you know, the offensive line is, if you're two and at Ben Roethlisberger in his youth, this offense would be dynamic because Ben, you and I both know how Ben could move. I mean, Ben could really move when he was younger. And it's not so today. Yeah, he, he's going to struggle to to make anything happen with his feet, and that that's definitely. I think that brings up a, a larger issue in today's NFL, just with the the speed and athleticism, yeah. um, and the, the 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 pass rushing concepts. As they're far more uh, complex and inter, intricate today than they were 15 years ago when when Ben started. He's not able to escape and make plays on the move, secondary routes down right. the field, things things like that. Um, but if, if he's going to be that isolated in the pocket, you've got to have receivers that can win. And, I, you know, it, we can blame the offensive line, but clearly an open receiver is an open receiver. If these guys aren't getting open, then I'm not sure what yeah. to tell you. You're, you're in trouble. Um, you, you look at what they're doing with their tight ends, which is essentially nothing. Eric Ebron didn't get a target. or No, no, he had the one target, no catches. Yes. On Sunday. Yeah. Uh, they found Fryermuth, what, three times in, in the second half of the game. I would add to this, though, as far as the matchups go, which I, I think is an excellent point that you made. Casey Hayward was, was out of the game uh, for a good chunk of the second half. Yeah. Hayward was having a, a phenomenal game Absolutely. when he was first in there. 
you keep him on the field, does Pittsburgh even score in the second half? I don't think right. they would have. Um, the, the plays that Claypool was able to make down the field were uh, kind of matchup oriented, like you said, but it was going after a, a, a nickel that they left in, in single coverage for whatever reason on the outside. It, it was not a, a, an advantageous situation for the Steelers offense. And uh, Oakland, I, I thought Las Vegas played a, a good defensive game. We'll see where they are as a team defensively as the season right. goes on. But I don't think that's a top three unit. And no, I don't and, think the Steelers matched up with them at all. So and what even, does that say about And the even with offense? the turnovers against, with Baltimore, they didn't play a great defensive game against the Ravens. I mean, I'm no, talking about the Raiders. I mean, it was, it was you know, you know, Lamar Jackson put the ball on the ground, and you know, and and that's what hurt them. I mean, you know, they took advantage of it. What about the injury part of it? You know, Ben, I fully expect to play this week, uh, but what about the other guys, including I don't need training camp getting a groin pull. We we've talked about that uh, in depth in those exact terms, and it's exactly what I was thinking of when I it's, saw Watt hobble off the yep. field. Like, okay, I know what that is. Hey, you and look, I've I've covered this for forty years. This happens all the time. When it happens to the younger guys, you know that that's when you're thinking something. Like if you you pull a hamstring as a younger guy. That's a, a, a conditioning issue. That's a nutrition issue. Yep. These are all things that you're not 100% sure uh, of what exactly T.J. Watt did to prevent that. But he played five and a half quarters before it happened. And it, it was obviously a risk. What you, you don't get better at playing football by not playing football. It's that simple. At the same time, though, it is fair to point out that it seems half the Steelers' team Tweak the groin muscle at some point yeah, during that Joe game. Hayden, well, I'm Devin not sure Bush. what they gave him the night before the game. Yeah, but, Hayden and yeah, Bush. Yeah, yeah. A lot of that it can be attributed to some degree uh, to hydration. It was hot uh, on the field. I heard it was it was considerably hot. It was a really muggy day in Pittsburgh, and it was really sunny. So I, I could see that uh, attributing to some degree to it. But at the same time, a, a team that thrived on um, rotation like they did in week one lost that entire uh, scheme yeah. by the end of the first quarter. Too many guys went down right away. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, they didn't have a full workload the previous week. Now what's going to happen? Now a lot of guys who you know obviously didn't earn starting positions are being thrust into the game not to play as rotation guys, but to play a, a considerable amount of minutes. Um, Melvin Ingram, you know, what happens if Melvin Ingram tweaks a groin, pulls a hamstring, something like that? They're in significant trouble. Yeah, no. They just signed Taco Charlton to their practice squad. I that happened that. within the last half an hour. Yep, That's not usually a good sign for a team. To yeah. be honest with you, it, 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 Taco Charlton is Cassius Marsh 2.0. I would have thought that that would have been a legitimate conversation. Who do they want to look at, Taco Charlton or Cassius Marsh? When you're deciding between those two players in week three, you're in a world of trouble. Yeah. And if that's where they are depth-wise, they're they're in trouble. And, yeah. it, it, again, it, the, the defense of the Steelers needed to stay healthy and needed to stay uh, within what they were doing for a considerable portion of the year if they were going to have a shot at the playoffs. If they're this hurt, even with nagging injuries, missing a game or two, they're going to be – way behind the eight ball very quickly. Mm-hmm. If they can't figure out how to get at, at, you know high-level production from their backups, they're in trouble. And that, that's just simply not an easy thing to do in the NFL. Yeah, and, the, and again, they're a good team, but the problem with a good team as opposed to an excellent team or a great team is your margin of error is thin. 
Uh, what do you think of the matchup with Cincinnati this week? You know, it, it's really hard to get a handle on who Cincinnati is. Um, I, I thought they played reasonably well in a, a competitive game against Minnesota. Uh, I don't think they played particularly well against the Chicago team that I'm pretty sure Zach Taylor is saying today that they should have won. Right. Uh, that, that's a game they should have won. Um, I don't know what to make of them. I'm not sure they know who they are just yet. Uh, they're, they're going to be a resilient team, though. Um, they, they're battle-tested. Two tight games like that. Uh, they know how to win them, and they know how to lose them. I, I think to some degree... Uh, Pittsburgh is, is probably a little bit more talented. Playing a, a second consecutive game at home is always a, a good bet for the home team. Um, I, I want to tentatively say Pittsburgh should win that game, but I'm also the same guy that said Pittsburgh would beat Cincinnati last year, and they got boat raced by like 30 at home in a primetime game. So um, I, I don't know how to figure Cincinnati. I know that, that Pittsburgh probably has a, a bigger opponent in the Pittsburgh Steelers this week than it does in the Bengals. And that's not an insult to the Bengals. I just I don't think the Steelers have shown anything yet uh, offensively to make them think that they're able to allow a team scoring 14 points or more, um, no chance to win a game. Yeah. Uh, again, the Steeler margin of error is as a good team thin. And uh, let me ask you: you're you obviously have a lot of social media. And in what you do, is this something where Steeler fans understand that their margin of error is thin, or do they still think that they're this is the Super Bowl era? If, if we're going off of social media, I can I can pretty emphatically tell you that they have no idea. They really think that this is a team that, that is currently underachieving. Um, they should have done anything uh, that they wanted to do against. Las Vegas because apparently Las Vegas is, is terrible. They didn't just beat the Ravens last week or anything. Um, I spent probably far more time than I'd want to tell my boss that I did on social media this offseason talking to people about how expectations with the Steelers this year is, is probably going to be the key to your sanity in the season. They are not especially talented. I, I've said it here before and I'll say it again. I don't think it was a coincidence Art Rooney gave matching four-year contract extensions to the general manager and the head coach the day before the draft. What that says is, I'm giving you the support to go draft the players that you need now who might not be the best players for that spot, but they're players that you need to get on the field to build for the future and to have a team this year. The four guys that they took, the running back who's averaging three yards a carry, which is no different from last year, the tight end who they don't throw the ball to, the center who really is not very good, and the left tackle who shouldn't be playing. These are all guys they need, not just now, but next year. Right. They had to fill all of those spots. So it, it's, it's a rebuild. You know, They're not ever going to tell you that, but there's no other way to describe who the Steelers are. And everyone, the vast majority of Steelers fans that I interact with had a, a, a sense that these players were going to be far more impactful in their rookie years than they than they're going to be, right. and they're going to be solid to outstanding NFL players. It, you know, straight out of the box. There's no way yeah. that was going to happen. That's not how it works. And on top of that, the rest of the offense is the team that completely fell apart at the end of last season. So again, none of this really should be a surprise to anybody. Uh, they they weren't able to get 
you know, as the cliche goes, they don't rebuild, they reload. They didn't get reload players. They got rebuild players. These are guys that needed work. Um, Your running back is is largely a product of your offense. I I believe that. I'm not going to dispute whether or not Najee Harris should have been the guy that they drafted, but what I know is Najee Harris seems to be seeing ghosts when he gets the ball. Whether there's players around him or not, he's acting like there are players around him because (laughs) there usually are. Yeah, and it, that's that's not anything. Certainly, his skill set is going to be able to take care of. Maybe Barry Sanders, but there's not a whole lot of guys that are going to get. You know, they're, they're not going to make hay out of what he's being given right now. So, the, the talent that you have with Najee isn't being used. They need Fryerman within to, to to block probably more than anything else. Right. He's not running a whole lot of routes. Right. Um, you know, he's only got what five targets on the year or something like that, right. but this is a team that's only run 110 plays. So, you know, you don't know what anybody can do at this point, except, you know, nobody really can seem to protect the passer all that well. Well, there's an old saying in high school football, but especially, especially in college football, you'd rather play a guy a game too late than a game too early. In the National Football League, that doesn't apply. You were expected to take the job and go in and play right away. Neil, you're always ready. Appreciate you very much, as you well know. Definitely, as always. It's uh, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me.